This is a talking stick. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Conveyor. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We discuss episodes of the Aussie soap Neighbors that are airing at Australian pace. We are in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios. I am Vaya. I watch Neighbours, even though I have trouble suspending disbelief, therefore soap opera plot lines do my noggin in, and yet I persevere. I have Catherine Jones, a.k.a. CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Hello, everyone. We are doing Chill Vibes Pod again. We are lounging on my couches here in the Pirate Net. I wonder if the Hive Podcast Studio offers couches. Do they have couches? Remember they used to have some like wacky lollies? Remember when um, one of them like had a tea? No, it was a tea Tea. page. Yeah. 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 Was she like pregnant then? Yes. So they were very concerned. Oh, dearie me. Extremely concerned. Um, I wouldn't mind a wacky tea. Oh, yeah, sorry, I can't help you out here. Yeah, but yeah, I imagine they must have some couches for you know people to sleep off whatever they've you know leftover couches from the backpackers and stuff. Yeah, there must be um in that man's storage unit with the holes cut out. There must be some shoddy couches in there. Probably when people are looking through those holes, mm. they need to lie down and yeah. Um, yeah. Bilko the cat is joining us cutely on the couch next to CJ. That'd be nice if there was a stray cat that went to the hive as well. Yes. I mean, there probably is a few out yeah. back there. They mm. should feed them. Yep. So let's do some Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. We are still kind of riding the wave of what's going to happen mm. with this Neighbours internal investigation um, in terms of claims of uh, harassment and racism, and it's given the show a whole undercurrent, a strange undercurrent that we are just trying to walk alongside and wait and see what happens. So we'll just keep doing our thing. I mentioned to um Kate um on a you know Facebook chat recently. I feel like no one's come out in a good week and said they were been traumatized by working on neighbors. So that's good. That's right. We, yep. Yeah. So we'd need one of those signs like at the front of a town, like how many days without an accident or whatever. Yeah, or like, like population when people add yeah, the one when yeah. there's a baby born. Like, so, yeah. yeah, eight days, Yeah, no harassment claims. And yeah. I noticed. Um, it doesn't mean there's no harassment, just. No one's being loud about it. Yeah, well, no one's been on a show saying about it. One thing I enjoyed is Neighbours put out some new photos, like promotional photos. Oh, yeah. And then they said, look at our Facebook page for a behind-the-scenes video. And if you click on that video, it starts with Charlotte Chimes, Nicolette, like leading this tour of behind-the-scenes. And she's singing, I'm having the best day ever. Can you believe this is work? It's like, I feel like someone's gotten in her ear like, you are having fun. Yeah. You are, this is a good place to work. Yeah. I mean, of course you are. Have you seen the colour of her skin? <laughs> Sorry. That was a bit dark. <laughs> But it, it made me laugh a lot that that was the first line, like, our workplace is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when they would have done this photo shoot. Mm, seems fairly recent. I don't know. And I'm also feeling really weird. I've got to, I think I've got to mute some Instagram accounts because everyone's just having a merry time and it makes me feel like there's clicks and I don't like watching clicks yeah. unfold. I know what you mean, but also, like, try and reverse the gaze to, like, think that those people are traumatised. Okay, yep, yep. And if they were traumatised, we want them to get out there and really do some self-care, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yep, we do. Yeah, so if they were doing that, then we'd be like, yes, go okay. on a bushwalk. But I also feel like... Take you from Mount Franklin. I just feel like this is a good time for some people to detox from Instagram and go, you know what, my workplace is having some drama. Yeah. I'm going to shut this down. Let's just mute for 30 days and I'm going to go do some yoga and come out the other end and see how we go. Yeah. Look, I mean, 2020's hindsight, we're older than them. Yeah, we are. Most of them, anyway. we are. (laughs) We're a lot older than the people posting glamorous Instagram. Yeah. So they don't don't know how to think. No. No. Okay. I want to remind uh, you that Patreon is currently paused for May. 
Um, sometimes I post little videos. I'm catching up on my trimmings and it's just paused for May while I catch up and while Neighbours keeps ironing out its business. Um, I would like to thank Sarah or Sarah. I don't know how to pronounce your name. It's not like our other Sarah friend. Thank you for being a patron. But there's no H. No H. We don't need an H. Yeah. Do you want to hear me say uh, Sarah with a H with a very Australian name? Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Says. Says. Says he. I also need to shout out Anna, who joined the Facebook group, Neighbours Council. Anna listens to the pod when I'm eating a deconstructed taco with all the trimmings. Oh. I'm really waiting for Nicolette to boot that item off the menu, though. Oh. oh I need, they need to have a scene where she's. Like she's making a grand gesture of crossing it off the menu. Nicolette seems to have followed the Susan Kennedy model of work where she's not really doing much of it. Delegating? Yeah, a lot of delegating, a lot of working from home, which mm. is weird for a cafe <laughs> manager. But, um, yeah. Oh, and did you notice one of the Pinot Court properties has sold? Yeah, and there's a lot of discussion on, like, which house is it? Because it was Lauren and Brad's house, wasn't it? I'm bad with the house numbers. But the papers keep saying it's Toadie's house, but everyone's quick to point out it's not Toadie's house. Everyone being Kate, she's very quick to point that out. Uh, It's one Pinoak court. The only reason is I remember remember that scene where Brad crossed the street. Of course, iconic. I'm sure that that was the Law's house. Mm, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1.6 mil. If only you'd pirouetted across the street. (laughs) Jeté, <laughs> just to set the scene that that would come back later, plant the seed. Imagine if you're Ariel Kaplan and your you, your dad pirouetted across the street to his new family. She could have. She was a dancer. She could have joined him. Yeah, talk about Instagram. I enjoy following her. Oh yes, she's very proactive with her soul cycle. You know, actually, I should. Did I think I messaged her this? I think I'm crediting her with the existence of my baby son. Yeah. Baby Dr. Carl. Because I was going, when we interviewed Ariel Kaplan on this podcast, she was telling us about her exercise classes that she runs at um, Bodian Ride, the cycle. Passionately, she yeah. was telling us. She was very passionate. Yes. And I was like, I'll give that a go. I'll do one of Ariel's classes. Now, from following her, I know that her classes are hardcore and I am a big old wuss. So I thought I'd ease my way in. So, for my birthday, I was given a five-session voucher, so I started going to classes that weren't hers mm. so I could work my way up, and I went to, like, five classes in a month. And then I got pregnant, and I've decided I conceived in that month yeah. of cycling. Yeah, something something so, about that, that position really did it for you. <laughs> I realistically think it's, you know, when you do a whole bunch of exercise, it's supposed to be good for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, a, no, it is. It is meant to be really good. I ain't no doctor. But, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, when you do good things. Yeah. <laughs> like Body cycle. positive. Yeah. I actually tried to get one of my friends to go to one of her classes in mm. um, Queensland and the friend was all like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to. And it turns out she was pregnant, so I'm really glad that she yes, didn't so, go. so then I got pregnant and I didn't get a chance to go to Ariel's class because yeah. I was like, well, I, I'm very delicate now. I'm not going to do any more exercise than I need to do. And then she moved to Queensland, so I'm like, well. Now you don't have to go. That ship has sailed. I'm never going to know the wrath of Coach Ariel. You know, she came back on a holiday and basically did a tour and taught classes in like yeah. – all these studios. So maybe one day we can. Yeah, one day. But we'll have to do some practice with someone oh else my God. first. We'd have to go to Soul Cycle for a year yeah. before going to have yeah. one with her. Yeah. Okay, that's the business. So you're doing business with you. Right. Now, we are discussing the week that began the 26th of April, 2021. The um, Toadie and Melanie tryst continues. CJ, I'd love mm-hmm. your take on that situation, please. Um, okay, so I just loved it because we know that Sonia and Toadie had an active and effervescent sex life. <laughs> um, and Toadie seems to be delving headfirst into Melanie's ample bosom with the same feather and he has not had a moment of guilt. I love it. Which I think is refreshing. Mm. I actually like Kate style deep dive trying to figure out how old she was mm. by like when she was on it originally. I think she's probably 10 years older than Toadie yeah, as Ka- a character. As a character, yep. 
and I, I don't know about the actors. Mm, yeah. I don't care. But I love that that's not really an issue. Like no, none of these things are being said. It's magnificent. Yeah. It's so good. I mean I've just said them, yeah. which is, you know, whatever. But they are not interested in being in a relationship. And I love that she's always got this black negligee ready to go yeah. under her clothes. And I love that she's like one of their role play situations is just she's a bitch to him in the office. <laughs> And then a catch the rest of the time. Yes. Gosh. And this week they are still running into issues because, oh, they tried to book a Lassiter's suite. Yes. Well, Melanie goes ahead and books it. Which I enjoy because, like, Toadie should be paying for it. As her boss. (laughs) God. She books the Lassiter suite for their rendezvous. And then there was a bit of murky timeline Plot stuff that I don't think fully added up, but I think we just were meant to go with it. Yeah. So it required Hendrix to be in the room cleaning it as a favour to Harlow. Yeah. Who couldn't be in a shift. Yeah, which I enjoy that as a flex of Hendrix where he'd be like, oh, of course I can clean a room. And Harlow, the idiot, she should say, no, you can't. Like there's no way you could clean a room. Yeah, you were fired in that job. You were fired like from every part of this hotel. <laughs> You don't know how to do anything. You were fired from like even staying in it because you trashed the room. Yeah. You can't even be a hotel punter. No. <laughs> so, but anyway, he, we know that Hendrix is moving on. And I noticed they're using method cleaner on that hotel cleaning cart. You'd think they'd get like a bulk. Mm. Firstly, sustainability, Harlow, Greta Thunberg has taken over Lasseter. So you'd think that they would have sustainable, refillable bulk well, they do cleaning supplies. At the um, supermarket I go to, they sell... Big mm. things of method where you can refill. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe. Oh, no, I go to that supermarket too and they're not that big, CJ. Whatever, they're bigger than they're that like... normal ones. <laughs> but, you know, like as a hotel they can yeah. probably get even bigger ones. Okay, sure. Right? I'll allow it. Also, you know, you gotta you got to use everything up. Okay, true. We know that there's like probably a storeroom mm. full of method on that set somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They probably don't have the new bottles yet. Just notice they've changed the bottle shape. No, of I didn't the, even notice. Of the all-purpose cleaner? Yeah, I don't really. A lot more slimline. I don't buy cleaning products anyway, that much. <laughs> uh, deep dive into method chat. Um, Toady is not very suave. Like even when he's being sexy and he's got a kitten or like mm-hmm. role play or whatever, he's not very suave. So he comes in when Hendrix is cleaning this room and makes up this half-baked story of how he's meeting a client but he just came early because he needs to do a poo. <laughs> the most inelegant reasoning. Yeah. And then has to fully like clutch his stomach B, B style halfway through botchy. Yeah, I just I just had some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said that he's had some beans. Mm. Um, okay. So because the problem was that Harlow was called by Tarage and read the riot act, like you've got to go back and clean the room because the customer wasn't happy. Yeah. But why is the new client in the room when it's not ready yet when the previous client said it wasn't they weren't happy with it oh so melanie checked in yeah and she already checked in and went to the room and then apparently there's been a complaint from that room saying it wasn't clean enough melanie was the complaint so melanie like rang front desk and said my room's did she dirty or like she did it off screen we were just led to oh she said i'll ring them or something like that oh and oh so she was the complaint, but she went and hid in the bathroom when Hendrix came in because oh. that's what intelligent. Remember Nicolette hid in that bathroom? Yeah. She, yeah. And, yeah, I don't even know. But I actually didn't mind it as a weird sort of touch on the story. It combined those two stories together yep. and it- I enjoyed thinking about how Melanie then has to have sex with Toadie after hearing him talk about how he's going to do a poo. Bowel movements. Yeah. I also do worry about Lassiter's losing another star because this is like a place that keeps getting blown up and they're just like, anyone can come clean your room. Yeah. Any, any old shitbag kid. Oh, we're just going to get the ex-billionaire's son to do yeah. it. Yeah. He used to own the place. <laughs> what do you think about Paul CJ accidentally like spending billions on a hotel that he can't afford? Oh, straight out of your playbook, isn't it? I mean, it just—I mean, it happens to everyone, doesn't it? It happens to the best of us. You pay off your credit card, and then you turn around and like, whoopsie. <laughs> oh, you know, it happens to me, but like for smaller expenses. Um, I think we've even talked about it in the podcast. He only got like eleven million dollars like ten years ago. Mm. He's built a whole estate. Yeah, and he keeps buying other businesses, like yeah. the Hive and the Backpackers. 
Coffee um, cart. But it looks like Sheila too has saved him and everything's better. Yes, yeah, so she's come in to save Ned's bacon. Mm, why weird. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't weird. you? No. Nah, it's weird. <laughs> no, why wouldn't you? Um, she, I want them to have an affair and for Yashvi to like. Desperately want it. Break up and all that. Yeah. Um, she has offered Paul the asking price of the hive so that they don't dig into Ned's misdemeanour of handing over the financials. Snore. No, it's great. (laughs) It's nice of her. But also. Now they're talking about abstract impressionism, which the Neighbours Council pointed out is not a thing. (laughs) I mean, who cares, right? Ned, Ned, Ned didn't go to art no, school. No, he looked at a lot of tattoos and that's what he absorbed for the art world. Maybe that's what abstract impressionism is. Yeah, he's invented it. He's a pioneer in his it's field. It's cake sitting. Uh, who knows what that is? Yeah. What genre is that? Um, I think she's a bit too invested in somebody she doesn't know, Sheila too. Again, hard to blame a lady. But also like this is a trope we would see from a man. So like Pierce Grayson. Yep. He would have spent the money on Chloe, right? And that would have been fine. Mm. But it feels a bit weird for a lady to come in exactly. and – You know what I mean? So I'm lean, lean into it. Lean into it. Yeah, I need to lean And into it was it. Louis in the council who mentioned abstract impressionism. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about art, so I, I just went with it. Yeah, sounds real. Mm. But um, I don't know what Sheila says. She said we're going to make our money back. We're going to be selling stuff. What, what are the – I think she wants to turn it into a gallery space. Right. I, I don't quite – I don't know. I don't think they make money. I don't think anything in the art world is a big money spinner. No. But back in the OnlyFans yeah. Fandangle, yeah. now we're talking. Now we're talking dollars. Oh, get the Fandangle. I mean, imagine they had a joint channel. Have you seen CJ in your For You page on TikTok? Has this come across your eyes? There's this gal who has an OnlyFans and um, people pay her to eat food. Not sexually. Like oh, she just mukbang. Yeah, but like she, yeah. I have I've thought about mukbang yeah. myself. <laughs> she she sits there with her lipstick and she eats a burrito mm, mm. and like for half an hour, like people just pay her to eat whatever. Yeah, there's a bit of a thread on the um the keto world of you know um a larger lady of my ilk who eats keto and is like on that wellness journey like six days a week, and then she does a mukbang on like one day. Right, and I like kind of. Was watching it and then I suddenly realised that, like, I'm watching something that other people are finding sexual mm. and I'm just like, eat the burger. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do with the gluten. Mm. I become yeah. a feeder. Yeah. Yeah. That segue was like, that would be a nice avenue for Ned to explore. Eat the cake maybe now, yeah. not sitting on it. That would be something I would do. <laughs> or like. I need another tier for Patreon. He could sit the two Sheilas and Therese down and, and they could eat the cake. <laughs> but he could film it this time. The world is their oyster. Yeah. Oyster is also a possibility. I Last a, week. I spent a um a little bit of time on um hashtag prison wife on TikTok last night. What a journey. There is so many little worlds out there. Really is. Now, there's a scene that we did appreciate. CJ and I just rewatched it where Toadie is suspicious of Hendrix's behaviour. Yes. Because he sees Hendrix like covering for Harlow at the hotel. He's like, what are you doing? Are you back on with her? What's the go? Because he knows Mackenzie has this interest that sparked. Mm. And Hendrix is like, no, it's none of your business. And Tony's like, well, maybe I'll just talk to Mackenzie about it. And Hendrix is like, well, maybe I will talk to Mackenzie about who you're having daytime hotel meetings with. Yeah, because, Tony, like your stories are not sophisticated enough to get past Hendrix. (laughs) Why don't you tell Mackenzie about your little affair that you've been having? I don't know what you're talking about. No one books a hotel room for a business meeting, mate, and cleans their own toilet. You were trying to get rid of me so you could have your own little afternoon delight. In your dreams? Those are my dreams. Fine. I won't say anything about what you got going on and you don't say anything about me. Suits me. Deal? He is doing year 13. By the way, I've decided sometimes I look on LinkedIn and I see someone that maybe I went to school with or whatever mm. who's gone back to university, you know, maybe five years ago and studied something new and, like, they've reinvented mm. their life. I want to go back and do Year 13 because I think that all Hendrix does is look at food blocks. <laughs> like, sometimes it sounds like he's stuffing around. It's like, ooh, like chocolate eclair. Oh. It's like I feel like the teacher's meant to go, 
stop it. Concentrate on your homework. Yeah. But that is his homework. Doesn't he still have to do like English and stuff though? Well, um, Curtis Perkins is their um, beautiful assonance on the name Curtis Perkins, I'm mm. say. Uh, is there saying, now we're going to talk about quadratic equations and Hendrix is like, Ugh. Ugh, Pavlovas. <laughs> but like every time he's got the iPad out, he's just looking at a recipe and yeah. I'm like, all right, I could do that. Like he's doing an additional study year in food blocks. And he's essentially got a private tutor. Who's just there because Brent's kicked out and no one else is there to do year 13. It's just, I mean, maybe Brent's going to do it from prison, but who knows? Let's get into some Brent gear. Brent Donato DiCaprio, our marquee storyline of the week. He was in the wind. We didn't know where he was. And Harlow was just looking behind rocks and trees and trying to find him. Mm. Calling his phone, even though it had been disconnected. Mm. By the way, the phone company was quick on that, weren't they? Yeah. They disconnected it in a week. I would assume like a prepaid SIM would last like a good Five months or something. It's been a long time since I've plugged a prepaid SIM into my phone. Me too. God, I have so many questions about young Brent's journey. He's on the run from the law because he helped the croissant gang steal some tools from the hive. Mm. And he's gone into hiding in the same city mm. where he's in trouble. At a lovely glacial beach. Yeah, it's it's the um, the Scouts boat shed in Morris. Um, which is a good 35-minute drive from Erinsborough. Yep. And I guess Harlow's zipping back there in Hermione. Don't know how Brent's getting out there. I guess a bus or something, a train. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, we haven't seen him in a few days. Maybe he walked. Yeah. Uh, he has found an abandoned shack and kipped out there. Yeah, there's a little cot in there too. Yeah. Like a little trundle bed kind mm-hmm. of thing. And... Glacial rocks where one could look pensive. So pensive. Yeah. And brooding and like windswept hair. Yeah. I just want this kid to go to America and play Leonardo like at a young age in a movie. Like that's what he needs to do. Why is he toying around with Australia? And I think because also they did, they've been playing this like Romeo and Juliet plot Mm. line like on the socials. Mm. It's making me think of Romeo plus Juliet era Leonardo. Yeah, and the shirt he's wearing is... Of that ilk too. Um, I've described it as that. I didn't even see Mm. those socials but I said, you know, like there's a lot of drama happening off screen of Neighbours obviously at the moment. But I'm like, let's pay attention to the Romeo and Juliet storyline. That'll get me any time really. And let's have a moment here. Let's pull one out for the the former personality of Harlow because where has she gone? What has happened to Harlow who is this husk of a woman? I'm glad that the – you know, Bechdel test is not on her university uh, exams because there's none of that with her. What an insipid, like, mm. whiny little so-and-so she is at the moment. And just, like, really all these, like, breathy, romantic, like, oh, it's just there's so much good in him. You've just got to look below the surface. Like, no, you, you don't even have to look below the surface. Uh, it's right there at the front. Shut up. Oh. No. no he's a shitbag. He's, he's the poster child of shitbags. He... Is what makes Harlow in 10 years hashtag prison wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's her TikTok. Yeah. Let's step through what she does here. So somehow Brent goes to an internet cafe and logs onto the school portal? Question mark. What an effing loser. (laughs) Like for some reason he's still got access to that. But like for some reason he wasn't interested in school when he was at school. Why now? He got to make the – um. He got to do, make, do his textiles. Oh, yeah. He's going to get to do some textiles in the big house, mm-hmm. I can tell you that. So Harlow. They make green bags at the women's prison. Oh. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Harlow logs in and sees him there under a pseudonym, Silver Fox or something, Silver Fish. Yeah, which is I, it reminded me of um, Clive. <laughs> yeah, Silver Surfer. I can't remember what it is now. But she has this communication with him and establishes, well, he tells her where he is. Like, I'm at the Morris Beach house. And at first he's like, no, don't come for me. I don't want to ruin your life. And she's like, no, I don't care. Ruin me. And then he was like, stomach rumbles. Actually, a bit peckish. Here is where my address is. I'll drop you a pin. Here is the address. Over she goes. Cancels all her maid shifts. At least she's in the new uniform now, which is nice. But you know what I love about that? Because Therese keeps going, uh, look, I know that you're Paul's granddaughter, but could you show up to a shift? Yeah, that must be grinding her gears. Yeah, because she is hiding it from Paul probably. Yeah. She's really leaning into that at the moment, hiding things from Paul. Mm. Um, but she started as a cleaner. 
and she is the general manager now. Yeah. And she, and she didn't half-ass it. No, but she knows that Harlow can because she can go up the ranks in Ugh, a – Harlow's know. attitude. So privileged that she mm-hmm. can just skip her menial labour to mm-hmm. go find her boyfriend. And whatever university she, yeah. degree she's doing. I Paul's still don't really for, know. No one knows. No. Um, no one's ever going to know because she's never going to have a conversation that's not about a boy at yeah. this point. She finds him there and he is rude to her. Brent, you have to turn yourself in. I can't. All right? I, can't. I just can't. You might never see your brother again. Is that what you want? Of course I don't, but I'll go to jail. You don't know that, I know Brent. a lot more than you. You need, you need to go. Don't come back again. It's too risky. Shitbags are us. He's rude to her, then somehow still gets her into the sack. And, and sack is an apt word. <laughs> it's a one-person cot. It is a sack. Yeah. Oh, oh God. That would be itchy. Hessian. And um, friend of the pod, Brett. Yeah. Bowman. He said to me she's going to get pregnant. Oh, no. Yeah. Although, after having a child in my late 30s, I'm now like, hey, young people, you get those kids out of your system now. Well, mm. you have energy because <laughs> mm. ain't nobody got energy at 38. I don't know, though. Kids just take up energy. Maybe it doesn't matter how maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter how much you have to begin with. But, like, that is possible. Just think of Paige. The last time mm. she was in a sack. In a shack. In a sack. Yeah. Sack shack. Yeah. Love shack. Um, with a form of other. That could not have been a nice time. Firstly, he's an asshole to you. Maybe that's your kink. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I bet he hasn't showered. I bet he's just been in the salt water. How disgusting. Unless there's like a freshwater tap at the beach for people to rinse off. There wouldn't have been a bar of soap there. I just flashed back to what it was like to be an 18-year-old girl and like the the choices you would make. These are not great choices she's making. And like we've all got to make the mistakes, but make them with someone who's had a shower. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. She's going to have a UTI. And and chafing. Was there even protection? Uh, no, that's why she's going to no, end up pregnant. Yeah, and ugh. She's, but she's on the pill because Paul took her to her appointment to get the pill. Oh, that's right. I wonder if she's still been taking it. But the under pill's the not one hundred percent. Yeah, it's not one hundred percent. It's definitely not. I think it's like the worst one. Still take it though, guys. If you oh yeah, still, if that's your chosen method, yeah, take it take same it. time every day. Set an alarm on your phone. Yes. Our friend Suzanne, she won't mind me sharing. She missed one. She was not feeling well and she, like, forgot one and took it later in the day and now she has her beautiful 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, that okay. See? Mm. So you take it at the same time every yeah. day. doesn't matter if you don't feel well mm. because later on that night you will feel well and then yep. you will go to a shack yep. in a sack. Uh, and so she finds where he is and he's like, well, you can't tell anyone where I am. The police are looking for me. She's like, that's fine. I just wanted to have a role in that literal hay. I don't know why she then goes off and is going to come back because he's an asshole to her again after they root. He's like, well, go away now. It's two for one though. Once he gets to prison, she can see her dad and her boyfriend. Oh, yeah, if they're in the same place. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why he's going to get prison time for being blackmailed into helping someone. I guess there's other strikes <gasps> oh, against him. You know why he's going to get prison time, don't you? No. Are you going to? Because of who his legal representation uh, ends up. Toadfish banging my assistant, Rebecca, who is not on the ball at the best of times and he's currently dropping the ball. And remember, Kate, when um, Chody basically sent Ellie to prison and she was like, imagine if you were, you know, available to be, you know, in court and prepare in time. Now we know what Toadie's doing with all of his time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So she comes back. This is the moment I, I need to take some time, just sift through. Hello is going to go back to Brent with a little goodie bag. To mm. grandmother's house we go, pack a little picnic. She goes to the waterhole. She's skived off her work shifts and her uni toots. Not classes, Paul, toots. And by the way, 80% attendance you need to do. I feel like she's already stuffed that up. <sighs> and... She gets some food and she gets two takeaway coffees to then drive. First, and then she has a little powwow with Hendrix in the precinct. Mm. Five minutes there. 40 minutes these two coffees are going to travel. Yeah. At least get him an iced coffee. I mean, or take a keep cup that's got an insulator on it. What was she doing with the – I thought they were going to both be for her. 
Because then Miss Marple Paul, Miss Marple yeah. is like, what's Harlow doing with two coffee cups? So you, you're trying to be stealth and you buy two coffees. Yeah. Maybe you yourself go without coffee yeah. so that no one is suspicious. Or whip through the Macca's drive through and Bo Morris. What a wonderful time. Get him extra large. He'll have a great day. Double quarter pounder. I reckon Brent could do with one of them, to be honest. In fact, he's been, he was such a shitbag to her. I bet she rolled up with the, you know, whatever was on the Lasseter's menu and he's like, can you go get me a Happy Meal? I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's terrible to her and she doesn't care. Oh, he's just so deep. He's just there's so much going on with him. I've mentioned this before. Sometimes people with an English accent, we just make the assumption they're smart mm. because they sound they sound because really they good. pronounce their T's. Yeah, they except sound... she calls him Brent. Yeah, Brent, Brent. She doesn't say Brent. No, mm. go and get bent, Brent. But like maybe she's just not that bright. No, you know, and you know how much I. I'm against Paul at all times, except at the moment I'm like, uh, Team Paul. Oh, how cute is it that he's buying like environmental tickets and stuff? Yeah, and goes to uni. Is like I got, I got a I got clipping this from the paper. <laughs> but of all the things for Harlow to all the hills Harlow could die on, she's mm. picked this. Ugh. Like you don't like my shitbag boyfriend, and so she's living at the Rebecca house. Which, by the way, like, can Tony just say no to somebody? Yeah, just intervene here, mate. Yeah. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Paul's paying now, mm. as we find out later in the week. He's paying for you to have sex with your <laughs> assistant. And we find out that this is part of a bargain he's made with Emmett's mum because she's taken Emmett to New Zealand. Which Harlow takes massive offence to. How did you feel about that? Well, I thought that the evil deed was hiring Tony. Instead of a good, <laughs> a good lawyer, I thought that was Paul's evil scheme. Yeah, but no, the part that Harlow was upset by was he made a deal for Emmett's mum to take Emmett away. Well, I think what I'm imagining is Paul hunts Emmett's mum down. What's her name again? Jenna. Jenna. Paul hunts Jenna down and says. You've got to take this kid away. It's causing all sorts of troubles. Mm. I've got a pregnant lady that shouldn't be pregnant and she's there. And Emmett deserves a second chance. And he says that. Like, he loves Emmett. He's very fond of Emmett. It's his new chess buddy. Yeah. And he wants the best for him. So even though Paul doesn't always have good motives, this sounds like a reasonable Mm. thing to do. Um, And she says, oh, gosh, really? Brent's on the run and this doesn't seem like the time to move to um, New Zealand, although it is because there's a travel bubble. Yeah, it's the right time go to go. For it. Go for it. Um, but yeah, and then she must have said, "I don't know what to do." And he says, "When he comes out and he hands himself in, I will make sure he's got a lawyer." Yeah, and the issue here is that Paul now gets wind of where Brent is. Well, I don't know if you can say gets wind of. Um, he makes his lovely gullible friend look it up on the um. Portal. Who looked it up? Um, Annie Jones. That's not her oh, name. Oh, Plain Jane. Plain Jane. So she she just brings up this chat and Paul's like, what do you mean there's a chat? Show me all the things. And God, if that was – I looked through the Neighbours chat thread mm. in our group to find like a picture someone – one of us posted and I, I'm scrolling for four hours trying to go back. <laughs> How did they find that chat in two minutes? Uh, because there's one student in, yeah, in the other <laughs> And Hendrix isn't using the no, chat. No, he's just on food blogs. <laughs> He's got no one to chat to. <laughs> he's like he's living his best Julian Julia life. <laughs> he's gonna be talking about butter. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, so Paul's like, well, let's get the fuzz mm. down to that beach shack. Head straight to the police. And meanwhile, Harlow goes back, and she and Brentonardo are having sunset walks on the beach. Wind ripping through their hair. And she's in these like peasant dresses, mm. um, puffy sleeve dresses and she's got this glow up with her hair. She's got like layers and all this stuff happening. And Yeah, the, the, the dresses are all like cinched to the waist. It's very, yeah. Like it's very beautiful. Yeah, mm. but impractical for this time of year, although it was an unseasonably warm week. But Brent, he's like, and I'm going to turn myself in. She's like, you've got to turn yourself in so you can say goodbye to your brother and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm totally going to turn myself in right now. Five minutes from now. Let's just canoodle a bit more. 
and she's like, he was always going to turn him, he was going to turn himself in. I don't yeah. know why I'm bothered by her tone of voice this week. It really bothered me because she's acting like no one has any points to make except her. Oh, she's just standard 18-year-old girl. Yeah. Like that's what she's – and I think the worst part is you listen to it and you think, oh, I've been an idiot like that. Yeah, let's hear from Harlow. It reminded him that there was actually some kindness in this world. Wow, that's a lovely gesture. He is a sweet kid deep down. Mm. It's actually right there on the surface if you really take the time to look. It's, it's right there on the surface. Yeah. That's like it's not. No, it's like it's in the middle, it's in the earth's core. Yeah. That's how far down you have to drill. Like you're the only person that knows what it is and like you're having sex with him. And because he made this like bunny, this oh. This little ragdoll bunny for the baby, the um, the Branaka baby. Yeah, and I look, you know that my heart is touched by any form of bunny. Yeah, um, CJ calls her husband and son bunny. That's her pet name. Yes, although I have been told this week I'm no longer allowed to call my son that. Well, good luck, AJ. Yeah, that- he told me I am to call him by his full name. <laughs> Can you tell the story of um, baby Dr. Carl's lovey? Yes, so um, we went to Colac one day. Um, Colac. To drop in on Angie's Roadhouse. Yep. And we forgot Bunny. And so we went to the Target. Well, I went to the Target and I thought, I'll buy a Bunny and then, you know, Bay's pregnant so we can. And baby Lou needed it to go to sleep. Yeah, he needed it for the car on the way home. I don't think he ever went to sleep with it. So I gave it to Lou and we discussed that he could give Bunny cuddles and teach it how to love. And then when Bay had her baby... It would know how to love. Yeah. And so one day CJ's like, oh, I've got this bunny to give you, but um, uh, my son just needs to teach her how to love. And yeah. I like melted into a puddle on the floor. Yeah. So he kept it like in his room for like, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks <laughs> and he taught her how to love. Yeah. And now baby Dr. Carl sleeps with it. And he like he's not big into loveys, but he just loves stroking the ears of this bunny. And it's yeah. Weird. it's Well, bunnies, they've got great soft ears and, yeah, they're perfect. The babies. one Brent made looked a little mangy, i got to say. I mean, when you're dealing with scraps in the in the scout shed. <sighs> I mean, how did he find that much matching material really is the question. That's probably why they're sleeping on a sack is he used whatever bedding was there to make the bunny. Well, it used to be like a car seat or something. <laughs> car seat cover. Um, look, I think it's a lovely gesture and it's so mm. sweet, but also – how did he sew it? I the, guess scouts. Well, they have to yeah. prepare. Right? And he's probably got his portable sewing kit on him <gasps> at all times. Textiles major. Yeah, but also like, why can't Harlow learn that you don't get to discount the shit things you've done by doing some nice things? A, a nice thing. Yeah, especially by re- and rewarding this man with sex after he's just berated you mm. in his escape loft. No, in his um. On the run from crime den. She needs some time alone. I'm really upset with what they've done to her character. I hope. It's useless, and, and, yeah. Which, yes, characters have peaks and troughs, but no one's recognising that this is a big trough for Harlow. They're just like, okay, well, she lives over there now. I hope she comes around. Like, yeah. She is having, this is like Rory Gilmore season five. Like oh. she, She's having a massive fall from grace here. Yeah, yep. but like that guy, Logan. Love Logan. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> this one. No. no. Just I could forgive a lot of things, but I couldn't forgive how rude he was to her. It was disgusting. Yeah. And just he constantly acts like his brother's so important to him, but like can't get it together to like help his brother have a normal life. Mm. And I know he's been through significant trauma. Mm, yeah. But it's just not Harlow's fault. No. You know? It's not her fault. It's not her problem. But then, and this also leads to Hendrix coming in and speaking to Brent. I don't quite know what the point was of his little lecture to Brent. Like, turn yourself in, stop being annoying. Well, I think it's like their peers and it's like, you know what, I hate you and I'm even coming here to tell you to do the right thing. Right. You know, and he says, you treated Harlow so bad. And it's like, did I compared to you? (laughs) I was just having my little, I was, he was a gambling addict. He was. Is he getting treatment for that addiction? I don't think so. Um, But then that. Where's he living now? Is he still living with Susan? Yeah, of course he is. He's he's like, because he's doing meal planning with her. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, dear. (laughs) Um, Then it paved the way for them. 
Carlo and Hendrix to cover up this little meeting from um, Mackenzie mm-hmm. and then Mackenzie's jealous because she thinks Hendrix is back on with Harlow. And we haven't talked much about the flirtation between McKendricks. Um, I think it's rather charming. I at first thought they were just great pals, but now they've had a little spark mm-hmm. and I think it's played quite cutely. And, again, I feel it feels true to life to me, so that mm. I, that's the kind of story I enjoy. CJ, how do you find them? Um, I think they have great chemistry, mm. um, both of them as actors. I really like him and I really like her. And he brings out a fun side to her. Like she's not as um, sort of stick in the mud, I'm going to go study. Yeah, and he was into her when they first met. Yeah, they made out at a party. Yeah, they kind of dated. So... Like it was weird, but they did kind of date yeah. at the start. And I like that because that was one of the redeeming features of Hendrix when he first arrived, yeah. that he seemed like he was going to be a shitbag that was like, oh, you've transitioned, that's weird for me. But he absolutely no, wasn't. No, he was really open to a romantic relationship with her. Yeah, from the word go. Fantastic. So it doesn't seem, like you said, it seems completely right of place that he would be like, mm. oh, Mackenzie. Yeah, hello, yeah. let's explore this. Um, I found all of that very sweet and I like the tension of, oh, but he went out with my best friend and yeah, what do I do? she doesn't care. She needs Uh-oh. to think about Brent and going to the prison. She's going to have to put her chutes around her prison visits for now. And I hope it's not coming across that we're being snobs, like you can't go out with someone in prison. Like you can. I mean. It's a logistical nightmare, but you can or someone that's got a record or whatever. I mean. But as long as they're nice to you. Yeah, you're right. As long as they're nice to you. I mean, like, it is good because, like, they rarely cheat on you, <laughs> um, which is nice. And like I said, bonus dad time mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, too far. Um, too far. Um, look, I just think Harlow, she's been through trauma too. Oh, God, and then some. Yeah, I just really would like Harlow to – we've discussed we'd like her to maybe join the women's movement at the university, mm. maybe – some women's movement could come along with that. <laughs> and I would like her to explore dating different people that we that maybe don't live on Ramsey Street. Mm. And I don't know. I want someone, I want Mackenzie or someone to tell her, what happened to you? We are supposed to be driven, ambitious young women on the cusp of our journey into our careers. What are you doing? It was only like six months ago that she went to New York to speak at a like symposium about hotels. Where is that girl? I don't know. Pretty much the flight over, she just morphed into and like nothing. She, she went to London and put a pause on Brent and said, mm. look, my mum was way too into guys, so I need to like put the brakes on this. And yep. now she's doing a complete 180. Uh, complete. The words haven't left her mouth yeah. before she's like, I better go and get my boyfriend some sandwiches. And so... The police come and arrest him and she's there. Yeah. And then she was angry at Grandad, Paul, and she was angry at everyone for, like, calling the cops on Brent when he was just about to turn himself in. I'm sorry. He spent 48 hours on the cusp of turning himself in. Thinking about it, looking into the ocean. Yeah, I'm really really thinking so hard about turning myself in. Can you go get me a baguette? Yeah. (laughs) And also he was like, I can't possibly – because my brother won't leave the country. And it's like, you know what? He doesn't even need to be told. He's a thief. child. But, like, just go and turn yourself in, maybe not at Erinsborough Police yeah. Station. Like, go to Bo Morris Police Station. I'm sure there's one there. And just, turn yourself in. Yeah, so keep this on the DL. Yeah, can you not tell my brother he's flooding the country right now? Yeah. Okay, we should stop ranting about them because there's other things to do. But anyway, should, then – Brent covers for Harlow and says, oh, she just got here. Coincidence, she's got nothing. Because she was going to be charged for harbouring a fugitive or something. Oh, well, next minute they're going to find all these, like, Lassiter's coffee cups. Yeah. Anyway. And then she's angry at everyone else. For, I'm like, mate, you were the one harbouring a fugitive. Yeah. Don't she, get pissy. She was actually doing all these things. Don't you dare snap it to rage. Yeah. Therese is so leaning into, like, she immediately throws Paul under the bus. <laughs> so you told the police? You should have come to me first. Brent was on his way to turn himself in. Which he should have done days ago when you first made contact. 
Yeah, he was waiting for Emmett to leave. He was actually doing the responsible thing because it was the only chance of leniency. Your grandfather was just looking out for you. That is ridiculous. And you both know it. I was this close to being charged. Now, let's briefly touch on there was some tension at the Branaka house, which Chloe called Casa Branaka. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Friday's episode, possible nod to neighbours. I will take it. Um, I need to talk about plain Jane Superbrain arriving home from Mildura. Yes, please. Okay, so Emmett leaves. The boys are very emotional about it. So sad, really sad. Yep. The girls say, come over to our house for bagels, which, by the way, you don't just serve bagels. Unless they're like loaded bagels. Yeah, they have to have stuff in them. Like a Reuben, not just cream cheese. Yeah. Salmon. Yeah. Ham. Philly. There's so many options. Anyway, whatever. And you can like dig out the um, the Brady stuff and like fill it with cheese. Sounds amazing. Or like a tuna salad or a chicken salad. Oh, tuna salad. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, um, you know, you can buy that from that supermarket, like tuna salad already made. Anyway, what? Yeah, you can. Okay. It's in the dip section. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah. Jane arrives home during this awkward breakfast. <laughs> so awkward. It was so good. I love when Aaron and Chloe fight. It's yes. the best. And they're kicking each other under the table. So Aaron and David would like Nicolette to move back in because they have lost control of their baby mama basically. Yeah. And Nicolette doesn't want to move back in. So plain Jane comes home and she's like, I'm back from Mildura. Who wants to hear my stories? Stop <laughs> it. Stop what? Well, Aaron thinks I should very tell helpful. you what to do. Hello. Room for one more. Oh, I cannot wait to tell you all about Mildura. <sighs> Literally no one has ever wanted to hear about a trip to Mildura. Never, never. Never. I went to Mildura. No, I've never been. Yes, I went to Mildura a couple of years ago. <laughs> you've already wiped it from your memory. Yeah. Did we have a chat about it never. when I got back? I don't even care now to hear it. Do you even know what I did then? Nope. No, no one no, cares. No one. And if you go on a work trip... People care less. Yeah. <laughs> and Especially yeah. I think a friend of ours like had to fly there and that sounds interesting but even that I'm not interested in. Actually, that is funny because I know about her whole journey about booking that flight. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that. But Jane comes back and she is trying. She's just walked in on this breakfast and she's like, I'm back. Oh, my gosh, they're putting on a breakfast for me. They want to hear about my Mildura trip. Everyone else is like, no, we've got like a whole lot of tension. Yeah. So Jane – she calls it out. She says, well, maybe everyone's not interested. Um, it seems weird here. Maybe someone could tell me what's going on. <laughs> no one wants to tell her. Chloe eventually lets her know because Jane, she offers to move her yeah, and Nicolette back like, in. she's like, let's go. And Nicolette's like, mum, no, you can take Nan Mangle, the painting, with you. Yeah. Also, like, can you believe Nicolette wants to live with her girlfriend? Yes. They're both very This is beautiful. everything Nicolette wanted. Yeah. She wanted Chloe. She's got Chloe yep. and she's going to have a baby that ties her to Chloe forever. Mm. What does she need to move house for? But also what does she need her mother in that house for? Well, she doesn't want her mother in that house. No, her mother needs to go next door. Yeah. Her mother needs to go back to the Ken Den with yeah. Susan and Carl with the best chemistry I've seen. Yeah, and she just needs to not go shopping with Carl. No. That's all. Although a little bit because it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Um, and he's still getting bargain catalogs delivered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out the front like yeah. um, checking on the mailbox. So poor old Jane, she she comes back and I just thought that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But the girls go to redo the nursery. Did you say that? Yeah, should we? Now let's – Should we haven't saved anything for Patreon. Should we do a little sidebar for Patreon sure. on this literal ceramic pig clown? Literal sh- ceramic clown, yeah. yes. CJ, let us do citizen or citizen of this week. Oh, we haven't talked about it, but nothing like a soft relaunch from Roxy at the uh, oh Flamingo Bar. Flamingo Bar. Um, so Roxy's up for the job, which I think is really harsh that they're not even encouraging her. Paul and Therese aren't even encouraging her, you know, to really get in with a good chance. They're not even saying, "Hey, Roxy, this would be up your alley." No, I mean they don't. They don't think of her as management material, oh. I guess, right? Um, which doesn't. That's not that surprising that they don't feel that way. But <clears throat> Roxy, she sees herself as activities officer, was it? Mm. Yeah. Um, so Roxy, for a citizen, for going and getting what she wants and getting t-shirts and, and having like 
uh, plan. Yeah, what do you like about her marketing plan of the beach volleyball game? That she says, you know what people like? The people like hot boys. Yeah. That's what we're going to showcase right. here. Um, she doesn't showcase herself no. like she did when she was lighting things up on the bar. She showcases other people. And I love it. She's like, guys, I booked a mechanical bull. Yeah. Does no one remember that I that great event that I threw? Yeah. Everyone just remembers that nightclub she threw into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for rocks. I think this is the perfect job for her. Me too. I would like to give Shitizen to Brentonato DiCaprio for talking to his girlfriend like she's a piece of dust under his foot in his sex shack. Yeah, I really like butter on the top of my sandwiches. I don't know why you didn't bring it like that. Ugh. If you had looked at the blogs Hendrix had bookmarked, you would have known. Yeah, you would have known that I wanted to choose an avocado croissant. He was not the bad boy I think they thought he would be. Yeah. He's just a shitbag. He's a terrible uh, shitbag. Were they always shitbags? Like was Dita Brummer when we were growing up? Oh, maybe. was he? We thought he saw him as a heartthrob, but was he just a shitbag and we were young and naive? What was that human angel's little baby's name? Because remember he died of that blood thing? Oh, my God, it was devastating. Like it tetanus. really was hard. Um, and what's the other shitbag everyone loved? Drazik from Heartbreak High. Oh, my God, Drazik. I had some moments. Um, <laughs> but maybe they were all just no good. Yeah, maybe they may, – I don't want to rewatch. No. Nah. I think they were – they weren't bad boys made good. They were just Erinsborough-esque shitbags. Didn't she have a baby girl called Shane? Maybe she was pregnant or something. she named it after Shane? Shane Parrish Jr. Yep, girl. Oh, because she came she named, back, didn't she? She named after Shane. Is that Bogue or is that Bogue? Shane, did she put a Y in it? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of respect. <laughs> um, she must have been pregnant or something. Like he knew, I think, about the baby. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we, you know it's the episode's you know, over. I, I went and lined up for hours to like meet them. I respect that. You, you know the episode's over when we've segued into the soap over the road. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad we've got our mojo back. Yep. Happy to have it back. CJ. Where can we hang out with you online? CJ the Hamas Mum on TikTok and Instagram. I have another podcast called Married on Maths, which I'm not making new episodes of at the moment. But, but you might be putting together a little treat for UK viewers. Yeah. So I've got to find out when the last season of Maths Australia was on in the UK, but planning to recap that. Okay, great. When they watch it. Um, Kate will be back with us. She's at Remude on Twitter. I'm hanging out on the high school portal. Uh, What's your name, Silver? (laughs) What's like a Greek thing? Um, I can't think of anything. I'm the chocolate octopus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can call me the Choctopus for short. And I'm Vaya Passions on Twitter, Vays on Instagram and Neighbours Pod on TikTok, Neighbours Council on Facebook. And we will chat to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.